Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and I am joined for this episode by Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. And Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hello, Becky. Um, Jenny's going to be a little sad with this episode because I'm going to win, <laughs> and Jenny does not like to lose. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um... Okay, so I have to do something first because I eps- upset some of our listeners. No joke, when I read this, like I started laughing really hard. I I had hate messages, and I mean, like you probably deserved it. I I so I need to issue an apology. So I need to issue a public apology for an offhanded comment I made on episode one seventy six, the anticipated reads episode. I offered to trade Perry for a set of paperbacks from Kelly Jameson. I understand these comments hurt some of Perry's fans' feelings and Perry himself. It was very insensitive of me, and I promise to never trade Perry for a set of paperbacks. I promise. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, and I promise to do better in the future. I am very sorry. But you also have to tell people who have never listened to us who Perry is. Perry is our, um, I think, I think he's 13 or 14 years old, um, African cicada tortoise. He's my son's and my boy child. um, And we've had him for 13 years and he lives in my house and I offered to trade him or even Michael. They were not upset. Listeners were were not upset about trading Michael. I mean, priorities. I mean, Perry is a, he's a treasure. He is a treasure. We haven't had any Perry videos lately. We just get Ollie videos. (laughs) You just get Ollie videos, which I was told my, our feed is a little Ollie heavy and I need to back away for my love of Ollie. So apparently now it's Perry's turn. But I am sorry if I for those that I upset that I was willing to trade Perry away. I am not. Perry is here to stay forever. And ever. Because yeah, he's you. a tortoise. Those things never die. <laughs> they never die. <laughs> um, okay. So now on to the show that I have made my apology. Um on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking about miscommunication. And dark moments that aren't breakups. Because as many of us know, right now, the trend in romance is no third act breakup. But that doesn't discount miscommunication and dark moments. And what we define as a dark moment, we'll get into all of that. But I feel like we should start at miscommunication. Sure. If that's what you feel. And that's where we're starting. Okay, so I'm going to just make the statement. I do not think you can have a true romance novel without miscommunication. Miscommunication is synonymous to a romance novel. I don't think, well, because it gives that realistic vibe to it. Because, I mean, people, like reality, like there's miscommunication in real life. Like if you don't have some sort of miscommunication or withheld information, that leads to a miscommunication. I mean, it's not, it doesn't give that vibe of like real. And see, this, this is where I struggled because I was like, 
automatically I think like miscommunication like somebody said one thing and meant like the way the other person heard it was not how the first person had intended it to be heard it's not always that but though. yes I understand that I was like there are other forms of miscommunication and I broke them down for you I broke them down I was feeling feisty this morning and I broke them down for us because I think that that's something people just assume miscommunication is either the characters are not talking about something like an easy conversation could have happened and this would have resolved. Or, but, but even like in text stuff, like the tone is off. And so it's like that could be taken as a miscommunication because you can't give tone to a text. Can't give tone I mean, to text. You, you can, but you can't at the same time. Um, I, I also want to say that we had book club last night. And Zoe York was our author, and we asked her about miscommunication, because this is my new question I'm asking all authors is about miscommunication. And she said, the longer characters don't talk about something in a book, the easier it is to use miscommunication. And it, I think it is. I also think it's a matter of leaving out details, right? Because how many times have we read a book where the hero says, I'm divorced, or I, she's my ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, but then, or he doesn't mention it at all, and then you're and in then a scene. And then the ex-wife shows up in the kitchen. Right. The ex-wife is in the <laughs> kitchen having a cup of coffee, and the heroine mm -hmm. is like, who the fuck is she? And see, that's miscommunication because people left out details. Yeah. But also, it's a matter of... It is great for character development because it shows insecurities and we all have those insecurities. Well, or just like cowardness of like not wanting to bring it up because they don't know how the other person's going to react. Because when I was working on my list, I was like going back through books as one does and ended up rereading like snippets of like 17 books. But it there and there were two or three that I came across where it's like the hero or the heroine didn't tell like a big part of their past because they one like it was traumatic for them and so they didn't like talking about it. But the he the other like main character found out in not a great way, and it caused like it didn't necessarily cause a breakup, but it caused like a big dark moment for them. Right and. The, so the miscommunication does not always have to result in a breakup. It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm -mm. It, it, it. I think it's miscommunication really just results in character growth. Mm -hmm. And it show it gives you that emotional punch. And I want those emotional punches with romance. I want to be invested but in I these people. Well, and I feel like miscommunication can be kind of like the catalyst for the story to start too. Like I like there's a bunch of books that I was going back through and it's like the miscommunication aspect is kind of what starts their journey as a couple. Yeah. Okay, so there are different forms of miscommunication and I went deep for this for you guys. Um and I will put an article up on the blog later. It'll 
later this week. Um, Miscommunication is a common theme in romance books because it can create tension, conflict, and drama, which are essential elements in storytelling. Tell me, do you want a drama-free romance? Really? Because I think we call that porn without plot. I mean, sometimes. But there's still drama in porn without plot. Especially if you let Leah pick the book. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. And like the drama of how many times they're going to make her come. Like that's some drama there. That is some drama. It's not drama. You're welcome, people. You're welcome. That's what you're (laughs) tuning into today. So we are feeling it feisty tonight. (laughs) Um, Okay. So here are some common miscommunications and i'm not going to get deep into descriptives if not it will turn back into the becky hour and nobody really wants that um but if there's one of these that you really think we should talk about we'll talk about it guys okay so just say becky i want to talk about that one first conflict and tension that's pretty self-explanatory just self-explanatory obstacles to overcome uh, this is always a big one, I feel like. This is one of the easiest ones to like come across. I think it's the most common, and I don't think it's probably in almost every romance book you read. Mm-mm. Because there's always an obstacle, right? That's why yeah. they're not 100% together. Like, mm-hmm. um, Jenny and I read um, Out on a Limb by Hannah Bowen Young, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And... There's not a third act breakup in that book, but they do have a lot of obstacles to overcome. He's an amputee and he hasn't been with anybody since he lost his leg to cancer. Mm-hmm. And she um, and they got pregnant from a one night stand and she herself has um, what does I don't know. She calls it her small hand. Yeah. A limb thing. Um, but in it. That's an obstacle to overcome. And you see throughout that entire book, little pieces of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But there was no third act breakup, but it really does help with the emotions and the character growth for both those characters. Well, and that's one of those prime examples, like the obstacle to overcome is kind of like the catalyst for like the start of the story. Like it's right. Cause they find yeah. out they're pregnant. So just surprise pregnancy can be part of the miscommunication trope. Like a secret baby. Like a secret baby. Um, character development. So this one is how characters mishandle the mis how characters handle miscommunication can reveal a lot about their personalities, growth throughout the story. It provides opportunities for character development as they learn to communicate better and understand each other. So I think that this is one where Sawyer Bennett uses character develop uses miscommunication as part of her character development because something happens early on in the story and then they have to talk about it so in her latest book bane which is a um another surprise pregnancy (laughs) um they're just kind of fuck buddies but then they get pregnant and things happen but in the development of their relationship, there is some miscommunication. And that's what helps not only grow their relationship, but grow to them as characters. Because you can Right. And that's that's more likely to happen early in the relationship, right? When you're still feeling things out and Well, and you have to figure out like how do you go from being fuck buddies to in a relationship? Well, and to I parents. to parents. Well, yeah, that's big steps. <laughs> but like fake relationship 
is like a huge one where like these character developments, like, because it's like, as the feelings are growing, like, but they're not talking about the feelings that are growing. Like they're kind of, they're avoiding the conversation. Not on the same page. Not Mm -hmm. on the same page. Or they are on the same page, but like, don't think the other one's on the same (laughs) page. So they're like, but they don't feel the same way that I feel. And, And I think this will come in when we talk about dark moments, but fake relationships because they have an end date creates a dark moment. That's not really a breakup. Jenny and I have this discussion almost every quick shot we do. That's a fake relationship because I'm like, well, technically they're apart for three hours. And she's like, it doesn't matter. It wasn't really a breakup (laughs) because they weren't together. I'm like, okay, it's not a breakup. But they are. But are they? Because it's a it's it's a known nobody communicated that they wanted it to extend past the deadline. Well, right. They true. didn't agree upon. They might have the same feelings for each other, but no one well, has said they never that had, out loud. And they've never had the I want this to be real conversation before, like the dark moment happens. Because sometimes we do get that where they're like partway into it, they're like, I want this to be real. And then and I then think we see happen. that more in arranged marriages than we or, do or fake, fake relationships. Yeah. Marriage of convenience, too. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. See, I'm making you do all the thinking tonight, right? right? No, you are. Um, so there is a realism to miscommunication because in our own relationships, you guys. Yes. <laughs> how good are our communication skills? I mean, it depends on the day. Like, I seriously just said to Michael, why are you talking so loud? What the hell are you saying? He's like, I had headphones in. I'm like, cheese and rice. Yeah. I mean, at least like twice a week. Like we. We miscommunicated today because. Miscommunicating. We miscommunicated today because both children left the house today. And we had a 45 minute window when nobody was going to be home. And I said, drop your pants. He's like, what? I'm like, it's no pants Sunday. And he's like, what are you talking about? I think like, we got 45 minutes till somebody's coming home. Anyway, we did not. He just thought I was insane. He did not drop the pants. But that's the realism. He didn't drop the pants. So the use of miscommunication... <laughs> Jenny's just Sorry. dying. She gets, Jenny's, Jenny's probably thinking pants. back, back oh, to Indy and Mike in his pants. Mike in his pants. Jenny's a little obsessed with Mike's pants. And Mike in his pants. <laughs> or out of his pants. Or out of his pants. I mean, there's a lot of out. This is like a really good out of context episode. It really is. We haven't done those for a while. We should start doing those again. So miscommunication can be used as a way to control the pacing of a story. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, so this is one of the things that I've noticed why I think no third act breakup bugs me. They start to feel long in that from like, from the halfway point to like that last third, like it's the book starts to feel a little long there's no real character growth, no huge story development. And then we get to that last third, we get the I loves you's and then done. Well, like it just but stops. unless but unless there's like an outside like force that creates that third act drama. Like the my issue with the, the the no third act breakup is 
there has to be something that happens in that third act and a lot like in a lot of them that are newer like we're not getting that so it just feels no but we're getting 500 pages well and i'm not reading that so (laughs) just putting that out there but i'm just saying miscommunication could be used to help with some of those pacing issues in the story yeah yeah, because honestly, it just needs to be like, oh, you like say something like offhand and it comes out wrong and you like don't talk to the other person for two And I don't hours. read overly angsty books, so it's not like angst after angst after angst punching you in the face. But if you have one or two miscommunication styled moments, that can really help with the overall like ups and downs, emotion and engagement of a story. Just like we love like a gunfight and a kidnapping in a mafia book, right? True. So cuz they don't always break up in a mafia book. Rarely do they break up. Or a gun. Yeah. I'd say it's like 60/40. I don't know that I've Maybe 70/30. I was going to say 70, I think like, that's closer. I mean, but there's always a gunfight of some sort so, or like the heroine gets kidnapped or runs away. Here's the next one. Reader engagement. Readers often enjoy the emotional roller coaster that comes with miscommunication. Fact. Yep. Truth. Mm-hmm. And if you are sitting right now listening to this and lying to yourself that you don't <laughs> like it, I'm telling you, you're a liar, liar who lies. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. And this, this is where I was like, yes, I agree. Like, you need the miscommunication, but I don't think you need the third act breakup. You don't. Okay, so note that it's, while mis- it's all in how it's handled, and that's the big thing. We don't like these fluff third acts. That there's nothing. I don't want bullshit that's... fluffy third acts. I need some emotion. I mean, you don't want bullshit fluffy anything. But... I really don't. Um, note that while miscommunication is a common trope, it is important for authors to handle it thoughtfully overuse or poorly executed miscommunication can frustrate a reader and make the story feel contrived yep so i'm not saying it's necessary in every instance but it just needs to be in most of them so like one percent i'll take no miscommunication but 99 percent of the time some form of miscommunication needs to happen in your book or it's not a romance I don't think you can write a romance with no miscommunication of any kind. Well, there are dumb people in the world that are out there saying they don't need miscommunication. They don't like miscommunication. Yeah, but there's also dumb people in the world that say they don't like sex in their books, too. So Great. Um, Jenny had an instant yesterday. She was like, have you read this book? I was like, no. And she's like, well, I think it might be sweet. So then <laughs> I said, do the word search. So she did the... <laughs> Heather oh, word search. And she's I like, like the word search. She's like, it's thrusting. I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I, I typically do thrust. Because condom, I don't always do because you don't always oh, find those. Well, I tried cock first, but. Well, penis. Yeah. I usually do cock, dick, thrust, and pussy. Those are like Folds. my search words. Folds is a good one. <laughs> well, and wet. I do wet, wet. sometimes too. We should do a whole episode never... about buzzwords. <laughs> I mean, we could talk forever about buzzwords. We, we should do an episode. Yeah, because it's kind of derailed. <laughs> we... That's a good idea. Let's write that down. Let's write that down, Leah. We got a brainstorming session coming up. Let's go with buzzwords. Um, okay, so now we need to talk about the dark moment because you can have a dark moment that does not result in a breakup. 
Mm-hmm. But again, I think romances need this dark moment. I need to feel like my stomach is on the ground. I want that emotional gasp. I want to be like, what? Be it a kidnapping, a gunfight, a knife fight, or um, an explosion, a fire, an earthquake. I need something. Well, but also like. Yes, Jenny, that... it's trauma. I got it. <laughs> but you need that test of relationship almost right. like how are these characters going to react to this like right. i mean as you're reading a mafia romance you pretty much know like he is going to unalive people and like maybe scoop out some eyeballs but like you need to see the reaction like the lengths that they will truly go to to get their person back yeah sometimes it is the woman because the dude gets taken and that's okay too because there's some psychos out there that are female in our romances. And I am there for that. Leah is not letting go of the scooping of the eyeball book out. I just can't. I just can't get past it. It was yeah, such a much. But it was a really good part of the story. It like, was. It worked really well. Like All, it, The guy owns a club. It's mm-hmm. Silent Lies by Nevea Alta. And Leah and I have a quick shot coming out for it. We do. And in the book, he is the owner of a club. And it's a private members type club. And he tells everybody, his security tells everybody as they walk in the door, do not look at his wife. Do not look at her. Mm -hmm. Do not look at her. He catches a guy looking at her and flirting with her. And he takes him into his office and takes his eye out with a spoon. But then he puts it in a... I was going to ask if he uses a spoon. He uses a spoon, but then he puts it in a cup. And dude has to walk out with his eyeball in the cup. Because he looked at her. But she doesn't realize this is happening until later in the book. She's like talking to somebody and like they said something about him getting his spoon. And she's like, why would he need a spoon? And there's a whole scene and it's very good. It's but, very yeah. good but things like that. Like you just, you want that in a, in a hero. Okay. So I think we need dark moments in romance. Yeah. 100%. What if they, so how do we consider, because we talked about this a little bit. What if they're never together, like a fake relationship? That's not really a dark moment when it's a deadline. No, but you need some sort of catalyst that creates like the defining moment, like when they go from like the fake to the real. So something that sends her home early or. It either sends her home early or it like makes him realize like, because every once in a while there's a kidnapping in a fake relationship. And it's like, you need him to realize like he can't live without her. Like he knows that, but like he needs something to prove to her, like his feelings are real. Like even in a fake relationship, like you have to have that catalyst to like create the realness to it. What are your thoughts there, Jenny, on dark moments? Yeah, I, I agree that you have to have something that's kind of that, turning point of yeah either admitting you have like stronger feelings than you have in the past or pushes your relationship like closer together um thinking of books like that I selected as having like no third act breakup or dark and then like do they necessarily have a dark moment Mm. I mean there's not always like some kind of intense violence but um, that's that's the thing sometimes those dark moments aren't always clear cut but it's something that happens right and like the book i'm thinking about like it's like in a jam okay 
is I wouldn't consider that like a third act breakup. Like they're never really like away from each other. Um, but like Ginny runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Shay's like, oh, like maybe I need to back off before I get like too, too like, intertwined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Noah just like calls her out. Well, and A.L. Jackson kind of does that for us also. Usually she'll have a kidnapping or something also, but she'll do something where I think in Kiss the Stars, I mean, there is like a kidnapping too, but also he's worried that his darkness is touching Mm -hmm. her. So he continues to keep his distance. And that's one of the things like he can't handle if something would happen to them because of him. Yeah, she's big on the internal struggle, external threats, dark moments, and they kind of like coincide and like look at you using my word glossary there. I <laughs> I I'm using the big words tonight. But and that's the thing, like she sometimes does have that third act breakup, but not always. But like the the internal externals, like they all culminate along with the third act breakup if it occurs, but then like the realization of the connections to everything always is what brings them back. Cause I'm thinking of like, give me a reason and mm-hmm. um, love always. me today mm-hmm. that those also have that real internal struggle, but there's mm-hmm. also that external and rarely is there a breakup moment. Cause I think. Like I said, every once in a while she'll have one, but it's more like, he they're the hero because it's usually the hero that is the the one with the struggles like he's pushing the heroine away and it's like but it only lasts for like a day if it happens so it's like a breakup but not really so in the context of a romance novel a dark moment refers to the crucial point in the story where the main characters face a significant obstacle or crisis that threatens to keep them apart or challenges the viability of their relationship I disagree with this a little bit and I wrote it, but I think that it, so. <laughs> what I thought so. So I was like, I'm not sure it challenges That's such a Becky thing to say. <laughs> well, it challenges the viability of their relationship, but th- in the context of what their relationship was, because if it's a fake relationship, listen, I was trying to sound smart. Well, you did until you said, I don't agree with that. And but I'm followed just up saying, with, I wrote this. Because not yes. not always when there is this dark moment, are they technically in a relationship? Part of the resolution is them deciding to be in a relationship. So That's fair. Um, hey, that listen, fair. I'm allowed to doubt myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't call yourself out on it, though. <laughs> probably not. This moment is often emotionally charged and tense and can create a sense of despair or hopelessness. The dark moment is a narrative device used to heighten tension, increase stakes, and test the strength of the romantic bond. And I think that's what it is. It's the testing the strength of the romantic bond. And that's why I think we need dark moments. And if they result in a breakup, better yet. If it doesn't, okay, but you got to make the resolution worth that emotion that you just put me through. And I need that emotion. Work. Like, Sometimes when we get those dark moments, like the resolution and like the coming back together, if there is a breakup, it's like, really? That's all I got? 
like it has to be work like work work really well and like make sense well we, we have a, we have that. an episode coming up all about the grovel so we do don't worry we're gonna we're gonna get there we're spending a lot of time on breakups and dark moments and grovels I mean, we have been in our dark like era recently, so I think our thoughts are just very bleak. Bleak. <laughs> um, okay, so there's conflict or betrayal that can be considered a dark moment, and that can be like the ex-wife showing up or the ex-girlfriend saying, you know, or the wife saying, "Oh, but we're still married. He didn't sign the divorce papers or something." Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen that happen how many times, right? Yeah, like when somebody works for the other company or something like that like undercover right right or like we've seen it with um conflict or betrayal like uh the Kryn michaels book that i read that was such garbage um like she's pregnant with the dude's baby but really she's pregnant with her previous partner's baby Come to find out the previous partner is also the guy that assaulted the hero's sister. is so fucking convoluted. I really hated that book. Um, there's a quick shot on it with Heather. Uh, anyway. There's some things I can't let go. That book is just one of them. <laughs> it's like coastal. <laughs> I wondered if that was going to make a reappearance. Um, external threats. Obviously, we're talking like... This can be family dynamic, which I think is even better than just kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You know, family pressure says you can't be together. So it's that Romeo and Juliet. Well, that or it's like where the family's really shitty and they come and like attack. Like there's like an attack on like the heroine or the hero where they like come out of the woodwork all of a sudden. And it like yeah. it creates this chaos. Um, <laughs> the internal struggle, obviously, like personal demons, emotional baggage, lots of trauma. I would say that um, Ripple Effect by Jay Bensington that we read, the dark moment is really an internal struggle that is a breakup, but it definitely has to do with trying to figure out like where your place is, but it was all internalized. Well, in Lexi Ryan's Every Piece of Me, that one? No, not that one. Um, Yeah. Abby's Dean, book? Dean and Abby. That was a lot yeah, of internal every piece struggle. Of me. I couldn't remember if it no, was that one. No, it's not that one. No, it's not that one. Here, I'll, I'll just look it up. Um, okay, so then separation. So this is a physical or emotional separation between the characters. So I think separation would come into, like, the fake relationships, right? Yeah. Like, we're done. We've moved forward. Um, and then Every lost, time I fall. Every Sorry. time I fall. And, yeah. Loss or tragedy can cause the dark moment. Mm-hmm. So the loss of somebody, you know, sometimes we'll see that, like, you know, somebody has died or the realization that somebody's not coming back. Or you find out there is a multiple affairs, like in um, Allie's book from the Embers. Oh, from the Embers. There's a lot of loss and tragedy in that book. That book is... Right from the start. Right from Girl the rips start. you apart, but it's such a good book. Such, such a good book. book. We were just talking about that today. Um, dark moments, I think, are a pivotal part of romance narrative because it adds depth, complexity to the story. It allows the characters to grow individually and as a couple, and it sets the stage for the ultimate resolution. 
The emotional impact of a dark moment makes the eventual reunion or resolution more satisfying for the reader. I would like to underline this, scream it 25,000 times loud, um, that it is satisfying for the reader, that even in your darkest moments, over the next hurdle is going to be okay. Particularly for those of us that, you know, relationships have not been perfect 100% of the time. Um, um, honestly, if you're telling me your relationship is perfect, right? you're a dirty, <laughs> dirty liar, liar, pants on fire. Because no relationship is perfect. I mean, uh, this is the characters are going to overcome significant challenges to find love and happiness. Um, okay, so this is a question that came up between Jenny and I. I think we must argue a lot about third act breakups, Jenny. <laughs> I think so. Um <laughs> How long does a couple have to be apart to be considered a breakup? It has to actually be like we are breaking up. Like right. the words have to be said. Like you can be apart for like two or three days, but you're just taking time. So like, you have to hear the words. I have to hear the words or like we are done. We have okay. broken up. Like the buzzwords again must be spoken or it's just like. So if they just say, I'm just going to take some time. It's a fucking yeah. breakup. We're on a break. We were on a break. I'm taking a moment. <laughs> You're on a fucking it's break. All, but it's all, it's how it's worded. Like it's, no. it is what leads to it. I'm and going how to worded. go, I'm going back to my apartment and I'm going to think about it and decide if we can be together. That's not a breakup. Yeah, but it's see, a fucking like, breakup. No, that's I a thinking session. If you say, if we can be together, I feel like that's a breakup. But if you said just everything before that it's a breakup no hence the buzzwords it's, it's a breakup. all in the word it's not a breakup i'm telling you it's a breakup so if dude doesn't answer his phone for two days like that's a breakup when he just yes. like is pissed off and like yes. needs some time to think yeah i'm sorry you're wrong if your you're husband wrong. if you called your husband for two days straight and didn't speak to him well it would depend on why he wasn't speaking to me yeah <laughs> like would that be that a breakup no, because one, we're married. And two, like, I'm just why saying, is he not speaking to me? Like, what did I do? If you're talking to me for two whole days, we're I mean, fucking broken up and I'm going to break you. Yeah, He's that's, moving on. You do <laughs> not ignore me. I would me. just say you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's not going to be talking to the other one, we know it's going to be me. <laughs> I will be doing the ignoring. <laughs> Not the other way around. Okay. Let's just clarify that. And we would not have been broken up. I just need to call my shit. Leah gets good mad. Like, good keep... mad. Oh, I do. I get good mad. There are but times yeah, so... that I talk to Leah and she's like good and mad. And part of me just wants to rile her up more. But then I don't want to feel that shit on my <laughs> plate. So I just am like, I'm yeah. so sorry, Leah. What can I do? Damn, she's mad. <laughs> this is so why people need just to, have to realize let me vent. Leah's not the nice one. I'm not. <laughs> Although, if you listen to the episode last week or the episode with Heather and Becky, and we talked about all the the ten trends, yeah, the meanness kind of came out. There. <laughs> Heather comes out as the nice one in that episode. She was, I mean, her Minnesota nice was was <laughs> full and intact, and I just let loose um but i know jenny has some petty pants on when she needs them so let's not yeah, I, I can bring them out when i need 
Aren't they the best? They're the best. They are. I mean, Jenny likes pants. This is what I've heard. <laughs> In or out of them, she's a big fan of pants. <laughs> Pettier the better, too. Okay, <laughs> so let's get some books that are some examples of miscommunication that you enjoyed. Okay, so these are books that have miscommunication in them that you actually liked miscommunication in these books. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll start. I have Brave Enough by Kelly Elliott. The heroine is the host of a dating show. The hero is like The Bachelor. And they're young, but they don't really talk about things very well. Lots of miscommunication. And the longer they don't talk about and define things, the more it creates problems. And she catches another girl leaving his cabin and she leaves the show and goes home. So I liked that because that book needed that emotion needed to show because it was age appropriate. There were like 21 and 22. Mm. You're not a good communicator at 21 and 22. Right. Um, well, and that's that's ahead, a good Jenny. example of like, they neither one really said anything correct like, like he didn't do just, anything he, yeah she just saw something and interpreted yeah not so well yeah um okay jenny you got a miscommunication you like yes um it's her once for me by allison cochron e-o-c-h-r-u-n cochran um, sure cochran we're sorry yeah mispronouncing english is my first language i swear um it has a great lgbtq plus rep um the main character because i believe it's all one point of view um is bi demisexual and um her heroine and her have all like it's not even a one night stand. They like they connect and then disconnect. And um she ends up in a fake relationship with a coworker who happens to be her one night stand ish um brother when they go to like Christmas. Surprise. 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 Uh we know each other. <laughs> okay, Leah, what's a miscommunication for you? Okay, my first one is Joey by Sadie Kincaid. So Max fails to tell some pertinent information to everybody else. And when this information shows up, things things are found. And there's a lot of hurt that happens. Like, And honestly, like... It's just he is closed off about certain things, but it's a sibling's best friend, mafia. They have all the sex, so much sex. There's a whole scene in the alley where she loses her virginity. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good story, though. Um, I like their I like their they're story. They're dirty, so it, it's fine with them. They're really oh, yeah. into the dirty. Oh, uh, yeah. So they, they have some kinks. They have a lot of kinks. So I am going to use, so if you're using miscommunication for pacing, a great example of this is Between Commitment and Betrayal by Shane Rose. 
And I do believe if I think about her book, she uses miscommunication a lot to help set the pace of her books. Because this book was absolute hero, never listens to the heroine. And to manipulate her and get his way, they just have all the sex. Like this book was her saying, I want to do this. Him saying, um, no, you really want to do this. And her saying, no, I don't. And then they have the sex and they do it his way. <laughs> but it helps the pacing of that book because as terrible as that book was, it really helped with the pacing of the story. I was engaged, but there was a lot of the sex. Well, and I would agree that she um, she tends to have like those moments where like, they miscommunicate over something simple but it like but it's never just one yeah it's never just one miscommunication it it just pushes them like each time yeah oh so it's like they're both dumbasses and like just don't want to like they just can't talk well to each other not yeah because like if i think about her one shattered freedom they're kind of rivals a little bit like they're exes it's a second chance right that's the one where she gets caught with the drugs. Oh, yeah. And so he has secrets. She's not being totally forthcoming. Mm. And there's so there's miscommunication because they're not. They, they don't, keep everything close to the vest. Yes. And they don't want to necessarily be together, but there is attraction. And so it helps. And it creates that emotional that you want when it gets to that dark moment because you've got this emotional these constant highs and lows and this buildup and then you get to this dark moment and it's like wow like in your face and it's a great story but it helps with the pacing of her story so that was that's an example for that one jenny what do you got got sidetracked with your I know, because now you're, like, thinking of all those books, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, The Game by Vi Keelan. Um, Like, this was one of the hardest for me to be, like, because usually when I get to the dark moment or the breakup, like, I can side easily with one or the other. This one, I was like, oh, they're both right. Like, oh. And your gut is wrenched from your from your belly you are just like it is on the floor and you don't know how they're going to come back from that book and vi likes to do that because did you read something unexpected oh yes. yeah she did that in that now one that has a third act breakup but the heroine is notoriously miscommunicating by and i would say that's even miscommunication realism mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to be vulnerable well, and it's like she keeps misdirecting. So much. She misdirects and she like she's double talks in a lot of it, like in the sense where she tells things without telling things. So like her that heroine's whole storyline, you are not expecting it. Like something unexpected. She titled <laughs> that perfectly. But yeah, it's one of those that but you're right with the game. Like you don't know who to root for. You're rooting yeah. for both and you don't know how they're going to come back from that. Yeah, because you're like, I don't know how to fix this. Well, then you have to wonder who's going to make the grand gesture. Like, because, like, that is one of the best grand gestures, the game. If you have not read the game and you want to see a grand gesture that it wasn't, he didn't need to do it. But he did it in a way that was like over the top, but 
not at the same time, if that makes sense. Simple. It does. It was so simple what he did, but it was big but what it was he did. Big. And it's one of those books that leaves sometimes you a little those weepy. Are the nicest, but sometimes those are the nicest ones because they're the most genuine. Yeah. Like it's those simple little moments. Yep. That really just get you. Okay, Leah, what's another miscommunication for you? Okay, Once Upon a Sure Thing by Lauren Blakely. It's book two of her Heartbreaker series. It's a three brothers. So this one is book two. No, book, yeah, book two. So it's Friends to Lovers, which I don't always love, but this one worked really well for me. But the biggest thing is like, they just, they've been best friends for years and they're like basically circling each other. And then Allie creates this like second persona so she can sing with Miller in a band. He doesn't realize it's her, which that part was kind of contrived a little bit, but I can, I can understand why. Cause she like wears a wig and like changes her voice and stuff like that. But it just, if they, if they would just be open and honest with each other, like, and talk to each other, like be like, I love you, dude. And not just as a friend. (laughs) Um, so another one that's miscommunication trope, and I think this is conflict tension, but it also goes to show growth of character development, and that is Hollywood Playboy by Natasha Madison. So in this book, it's adversaries to lovers. She um, is kind of a tabloid reporter, and he's a Hollywood movie star. She's on a special press junket for like a big blockbuster movie and it's around the world and they miscommunicate but it's not necessarily them that's miscommunicating he thinks he's being clear but his assistant keeps stepping in and doing things that harm their relationship so it's that external involvement that creates these obstacles for them to overcome but it also shows how eventually he realizes that if he had just been listening to her all along, he would know that the assistant was making most of these issues and they have to overcome it. And again, talk about a grand gesture like, and Natasha Madison, I think likes to use miscommunication by creating obstacles for people to overcome. If we think about her books. Well, it's funny because I looked at your list and I saw that one and I was like, Oh, Romeo does that too yeah it's that uh, you know you have obstacles to overcome mm-hmm. natasha likes to use miscommunication as obstacles they have to overcome so freaking nico freaking nico <sighs> um okay jenny what do you got um for some reason like the very first thought of miscommunication was by a thread by lucy score um mm. just because like I think this is like one of those books where I'm like, yeah, I get the miscommunication, the third act breakup, but at the same time, like, I just want to like hit your heads together and like, yeah. Yeah. You grow up, dude. Yeah. Um, You got another miscommunication, Leah? Um, Overflow by Bryn Asher. So <laughs> this is, so Jude is the hero. Um, I can't think of the heroine's name off the top of my head. I wrote it down, but I lost my paper. Um, So Jude, Gabby, Jude and Gabby go to a cabin of his and she finds out that he hid like big things from his past. If you haven't read the book, I don't want to tell you what it is, but it's like something that was like a catalyst for like the, like a huge change in his life. 
and he doesn't tell her and she finds out from his friends like what happened and she is not okay with it and he is like but I do appreciate the way that it was handled because he's like I was a coward like I didn't tell you because I was a coward like I was afraid to like talk about it he doesn't like to talk about it it's one of those things where like when you find out what it is like it makes sense that he doesn't want to bring it up but at the same time it's like you've been like basically living with this person for a while now like and you didn't tell her this big thing in your past Okay, so let's talk about... But there's, some, there's no breakup there. Though. There's no breakup. So let's talk about dark moments that are not breakups. Okay. So a couple of books that are good examples of this. And um, I'm going to use Between Never and Forever by Britt Benson. There's a dark moment. There's a few. There's a lot in that book, but it's so good. But they weren't together most of the book, though, either, were they? Um, They got a lot, a lot of stuff to get through. They, like they were together but not together like um, they're together once they're in present day they're together okay maybe i'm just thinking the past parts i mean i mean i guess no i guess they're not really together sorry anyway there's some struggles but that book but if you think about it if you think about the dark moments in that book in the end they don't break up she goes you know like they figure out how to move forward. And there isn't even the dark moment of, I can't live here. My life is here. Like, that was mm -hmm. actually a great book of not miscommunication that I liked. <laughs> they were really grownups in that book. Yeah. And, I mean, again, because they've, they've seen some shit. They saw some shit. Um, okay, Jenny, what's a good dark moment but not a breakup for you? <laughs> What Heals Us by Maggie Gates, because we, that book. <laughs> we fought over this, but it's not a breakup. It's not. There's just definitely a dark moment. <laughs> this is one of those that we, we kind of fought about a little bit, because it's days. It's three days. Right. That she doesn't. She didn't, she needed some space and needed, like she gets some information that like she just needed but to does process. she say like we are breaking no. up or i am done or... i'm taking a moment to think about this it's a breakup that one's no but there's no break like terminology Whatever. there it's a breakup you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong <clears throat> um i really like that book god i really like that book <laughs> that was cool. yeah anyway and maggie gates we got to meet her in indy nicest human she's Such adorable kids. like she's an she adorable is. human being she really is um okay leah what do you got for a dark moment okay i have every tear you cry by j.e parker um so this is brantley and clara's story um and their dark moment is an outside force that like they like once they are together like they're together like there's i mean they fight they have like not fight but they like they have normal like relationship like things like occurring throughout the story but um once they're together like they are fully together like no question like you don't but this dark moment like it needs to happen because it's a catalyst of some changes that like need to like occur in the book okay um i'm gonna go with i want it that way by karen gray this is a fake relationship and they don't have a dark moment but the relationship comes to an end and he 
the time period in which their fake relationship was going to be comes to an end. I guess they do have a dark moment. He's going back to California to resolve things with the plan to come back to North Carolina and, you know, come to turn, you know, get her to come to terms that they're in a relationship, that their marriage is real. Um, but again, there's some miscommunication because he leaves things out. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't necessarily straightforward say, I have to, he has, you have to read the book, but he has to go back to Los Angeles to talk because he's kind of being a beard for mm. a, oh, a friend. Like freaking Nico. Yeah, like freaking Nico. So, um, so there is a dark moment, but it does not result necessarily in a breakup. It's just that the time period they had allowed had come to an end. And those are set like 90s, 80s? In the 90s. It's supposed to be like okay. a Dawson's Creek kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because I think, I think about like miscommunication, like that was a lot. I mean, it was a lot harder when you didn't have a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read that book, it is so good because it is kind of like you have to stand in a certain place in town for your cell phone to work and you only make oh phone God, calls after that. nine o'clock. Because your <laughs> you nights know? and weekends were free. Yeah, it was so good. So good. Okay, Jenny, what do you got for a dark moment? Um, I put out on a limb, um, which we already talked about. Um, they, yeah, there's no third act breakup, but they have to overcome quite a few things different things um what do you got leah okay so i have jameson fox by nina levin um so this is their dark moment so it's a fake marriage they get married so he can inherit a company he's such an asshole but i really love him by the end of the book so much um but so the heroine gets this opportunity and needs to not live in the same area and so she wants to go to london to like like for another part of her company and they get into this huge fight because he has a hard time compromising and like allowing things to happen that he doesn't have control over and so she just leaves and goes to london because she's like fuck you. I'm going to go do this because I need to do this for my company. And like, you don't get to dictate what I do. And so, yeah. And then, I mean, he does follow her and it's, but they don't really, they don't break up because I mean, they're staying married. Like she even said, like, we're going to still be married. Like we're still married. We can make this, like we can do this and be across the pond wedded. And he was like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, well, too bad. And so she, moves to london and he goes the next day or rather like the like that evening because he can't get a hold of her because she has shut her phone off um so stay here or no i'm sorry which one is this stay here with me by carrie and ryan is a dark moment and it's not really a breakup because they never are actually in a relationship they're mm-hmm. friends with benefits in this book are they really friends though I mean, it's supposed to be, but this is an absolute internal struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's also a really great, um, it's really great miscommunication when it comes to obstacles to overcome because they both have to overcome a lot to be together because he's struggling with PTSD and she's struggling with her own identity in the world and being the pop star or just being the songwriter where her place in the world is. 
but it is a dark moment and theirs would be separation because she has to go back to Los Angeles. She doesn't have mm-hmm. the choice. They're not the best communicators. They are not great communicators, but East and Lark are two oh of my God. favorites in that series. Mm-hmm. Jenny, have you read that series yet? I don't think so. You're going to need to read this series. Yeah, too. The uh, Last Brother is coming out soon. Next and then month. she's switching to the cousins, but you need to read all the E brothers. Just know okay. you won't know who is who. And when all of the E's are on the page, you just go with it. Just move forward. Carrie Ann will well, never do that to us again. She promised. <laughs> she promised. She has promised that it because it's confusing as fuck for her. Yeah, I'm sure her editor like appreciates it as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jenny. <laughs> um, last dark moment. Um, I also put in a jam, um, which I talked a little bit about, but um, I think the miscommunication trope works there as well, because even though um, she's trying to push him away, he in like saying she like trapped him in this fake marriage. He's just like, <laughs> you think like you trapped me. <laughs> he's like, I want to be trapped by you. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to be trapped so much. <laughs> trap me, baby. Trap me. Seriously. Um, Leah, what's your last dark moment? Um, so let me... I'm going to go with Nissa Catherine, um, the last book of her Blue Halo series. It's Liam. Um, and the dark moment is like, it's an outside force. And I read a lot of suspense, as everybody knows. And like you will find that in most suspense books, it is that external threat that is like the dark moment. Um, but it's just the way that this book, it's the last book in the series and it really wraps up really nicely. And it's like, all like there's these people coming after the guys because they've been genetically like altered in this project, like in this military project. It's actually a really great, like, world that nissa catherine created it's really like dynamic um but so there's people coming after them and like the the hero and the heroine get kind of caught up in the chaos of it and it's just but it's it's just really well done but it's all external okay um okay so those are our miscommunication and dark moments without breakup um i'm sure we'll revisit this topic in the future because there's so many options i'm not gonna let it go i will say that like a lot of times romantic suspense we don't we see a dark moment of an external or separation Mm -hmm. or loss or tragedy that tends to be the dark moment without breakup like i I don't think Catherine cowell's ever had a breakup in any of her books mm, maybe in the broken pieces maybe in broken pieces and honestly, if it's a breakup, it's one of those like 12 hour things or like a few really hours yeah. that doesn't really count. But I mean, that's the thing, like you'll see the miscommunication is like the catalyst for some of the relationship stuff and in ro- in romantic suspense, but the external or internal is 90, I'd say 80% of romantic suspense. We could just do a whole, I had like, I worked really hard <laughs> to keep my list not suspense heavy today. Well, and I tried really hard to, like, get wrecks of authors that we don't always talk about. Mm-hmm. I tried really hard. But there was one Sawyer Bennett mention, and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, but you didn't mention a book specifically, just no. Sawyer in general. So I try to get better. I try to get better. Um, okay, so guess what, guys? It's that time. It's that time. For book. Book. Of. Of. The. The. Week. week. Book of the week time. Okay, Jenny, what was your book of the week? Um, <laughs> I put it down. It's in the dock. I yes. can see it. <laughs> the Boyfriend Comeback by Elle Blakely or Lauren Blakely. Um, MM romance, but they like, I think most of the books in this series have like a little prequel before like where the couple has met. And then you get like you jump like a year ahead, so um they jump a year ahead and they are football quarterbacks in the same city but different teams. So mm, um, spicy. How do you handle that? And then they end up on a podcast together on Monday mornings. Interesting, fun. Um, Leah, what's your book of the week? Okay, my book of the week is until hannah by aurora rose reynolds okay that was gonna be my book of the week i'm sorry honestly i haven't read a lot i haven't either i've been very (laughs) work heavy lately it's okay i was gonna have to caveat it that i proofread that book so (laughs) okay well i did not proof it but i it was a delightful like vacation fling but let me tell you walker st james he is he is possessive he is a walking red flag, literally. Like, dude steals her cell phone at the, like, more, after their... More red flags than a beach during the hurricane. Like, <laughs> and so I am many there red flags. For it. I am there for it, and I am not disappointed. This is, like, classic Aurora, Aurora Rose. Rose Reynolds. Well, and she even addresses the fact, like, the heroine even says, you are a walking red flag. Yeah. Like, why am I attracted to you? But his dad loves him. But Trevor is also kind of a walking red flag, so it kind of works out. Yeah, they were. It was. It's a good read. It's I, it's very very good. So I actually tried a new author over the weekend. Um, Gabrielle Sands. I found a um, mafia series by her, and I'm reading book two. When she tempts me, or when she tempts, it is. Um, it's not best friend's brother, but the hero himself is uh, works for her brother, who is a capo at the moment, but he's taking out the Don because it's some kind of... Diff- Power struggle? Yeah, it's this specific to... Because they don't refer to themselves as the mafia. It's European-based. They refer to themselves as clans, so... Each mafia family is a clan and the head of the clan, and there are rules on how you take out the head of the clan. Now, I read the first book, and it was good. Um, I was engaged and wanted to read this character's story. I will say I'm not sure where this falls into the author's publishing journey, Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of showing us and not telling us. So she does get kind of deep in the descriptive narrative, Remind me less poetic than A.L. Jackson, but a lot of descriptors. But it was good, like good. Well, some people really like a descriptor like that. Yeah, um, yeah. The first book. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it because I'm going to do a should you read it for it because I have thoughts. I have thoughts. 
Um, okay, so I do want to mention that on November the 24th, on Friday, November 24th, we are once again hosting Readathon over on YouTube. I will be over there with eight amazing romance authors. The full lineup can be found on our website. Um, I am super excited. Like, we are kicking it off with Angelina M. Lopez. And we are ending with Krista Sandor. Like, we have a little bit of everybody. Like, we have professionalism to chaos. And so much fun in between. Um, Like, I'm super excited. Ophelia. There's a really good blend of authors this year. Well, Ophelia worked really hard to help me make sure that there were lots of different voices. Mm -hmm. And so we have some strong um, BIPOC authors in our lineup. And I'm super excited to talk with all of them a little bit. Zoe Abrams, she writes romantic uh, romanticy. Mm-hmm. and science fiction so she's doing like it's gonna be so good i'm so excited um and we have a debut author too Ooh. so like her book does not come out till december 5th and she's That's gonna be exciting. on read a thought so i'm super excited about all of this um so that is happening the 24th of november starting at 3 p.m over on our youtube channel again you can find the full lineup on our website um so, oh Swag packs um, have hit your mailboxes. I am so excited for this month's swag pack. They were amazing. Like, this was Jenny's month, really. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, yeah, did I just pick this? You like, did, pretty much. If Jenny was in charge of swag packs, this would be this month's swag pack. Also, special shout out and thank you to Leah for our Buzzing About Romance coloring card that was in there. Mm. Those are designed by Leah and that was, it, it was so fun. I used one the other day when I was on a phone call on hold It sat and colored. It was great. It was awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you colored it. Well, and also people might not know this, but you have a romance trope coloring book. I do have a romance trope coloring book. You can find it on Amazon. Yeah. So um, I will link that in our on the shelf show notes because Everybody should buy that. It'd be a great Christmas gift. So if your spouse doesn't know what to buy you, uh, because think about it, that would be fun to do while you listen to an audiobook. It's true. Or while you ignore your children, Jenny. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I mean, you are. I don't think she hit any penises in it, so it should be safe. No, I didn't. No. It's, it's safe for work. So. Safe for work. It is safe okay. for work. There's a boss bitch trope. No, it's not tropes. It's the um, archetypes. Archetypes. I'm sorry. Archetypes. I am working on a trope one, but it is the archetypes. Yeah, so there's a boss bitch one. So, But, but I'm just so only... proud of you that you did it, and you designed all the stuff in it, and you did so I great. I did. And I want everyone to know all about it. It was it was a fun little endeavor, and it's it was fun. I got to use my degree. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, the only one in the room right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, sponsoring authors for November are Cambria Herbert, uh, Aaron Nicholas, and Penny Reed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jenny, would you like to tell us a favorite read from Cambria Herbert? Oh, my favorite, probably Nerd. Just that's it's not where I started with her, but it was just the one that connected the most with me. Yeah, I bet yep. you see a little of yourself in that one. Yeah, quite a bit actually. Um. Do you have a favorite Penny Reed? This is like 
favorite oh, child that... book, right? Yeah, that is. Like, it depends on the day. Um, is there one Penny Reed book that you wish more people would read and talk about? Um, probably The Elements of Chemistry. And that's her new one of her new series, right? No, wow. it's actually older. Um, and it's a trilogy. Okay. Um, now you have you read Aaron Nicholas, Jenny? I think I've read a couple. I haven't read a bunch. If you haven't read Aaron, you need to read her hot cake series. It's in Appleby, Iowa. That's the setting, and it's all about like a small town bakery and like this group of guys two of them who are from the home like small town buy like a it's almost like a hostess style bakery and so there's some competition but it just there's like a massive different tropes the first book is um sibling's best friend virgin heroine the second book is i don't remember but there's a second chance where so the the brother of the heroine of book one and the granddaughter of the company that they bought out, um, they used to date and they didn't have the best breakup. And so it's second chance, but it works really well. And then I think you would actually really like the last one. So Oliver, she doesn't say it, but I'm 99% sure that Oliver is on the spectrum. Um, but he's like super nerdy, but he doesn't always get like social cues and his assistant yes. is like in love with him, but he doesn't understand that. And he just, it's a really nice series. So I really I like just... Aaron's Boys of the Bayou Gone Wild and Flippin' well, Love You too. is a one night stand surprise pregnancy. I'm a big fan of that one too. Otterly Irresistible is really good too. So, um, cause and, there's otters and otters are adorable. <laughs> well, there's petting. It's a petting zoo. It is a petting zoo. Um, and Erin is also a member of our Patreon. And so like mad support to her. And I'm really loving her Emma Fox stuff that she writes with Erin McCarthy. Mm. I'm reading for pucking Christmas right now, which is like four Christmases meet why choose hockey romance. <laughs> sounds delightful it's so good it's so good i have the like her the fur like the book the first one like on my kindle i just have not read it's it yet. so good um because of our amazing patrons we're able to bring you three episodes a week we're still working on our goal of 75 members so we can host our first ever book retreat all members of the patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like buzzing about our buzzing book club and extra episodes like should you read it and buzzing after dark you can find a list of all of our events at bookcaseandcoffee.com uh, slash events, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. But currently, we are running, we have two different kind of interactive challenges right now. One is clear your TBR, so you can join us and help clear books off your TBR. Um, That's an oxymoron. We're just telling you. We have lots of group reads that'll help you get through. You can do buddy reads. We're all up we're all there to help. You can find details on our website. The other thing we're doing is our Mug Mondays. And we haven't talked about Mug Mondays on the podcast. Mm -mm. So all you have to do is either drop a picture of your your mug. It can be coffee. It can be tea. It can be water. Um, on a Monday in our Discord or post it over to social media and tag Buzzing About Romance. And at the end of each month, I give somebody some book money for participating in um, Mug Monday. So 
And uh, the month of November is funny shaped mugs. Odd, oddly shaped mugs. Oddly shaped mugs. Non-typical, no, non-typical mugs. <laughs> Which I have to tell you guys, like I have some weird ass shaped mugs. They're, They're hard to hard. drink out of. Yeah. Like I already have problems with a normal mug <laughs> and not dribbling on myself. You give me one shaped like a damn raccoon, I'm going to spill it on my boobs. It's just the way it's going to happen. But it has a handle. I don't know. My you lips. Use a straw. straw. Oh, yeah. I, my a lips straw. have holes. I think. I think my lips. Use have a straw. Hole. With hot I mean, coffee. Have... No. <laughs> then why would I? Oh, I... because I drink everything out of a mug. Okay. Like, I don't well, think about this not things. everybody is a psychopath like you. Yeah. Anyway. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out and talking about miscommunication that romance has to have it and dark moments that aren't breakups. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like, I feel like this was a campaign to get my way. And guess what? I won. It worked. You're still wrong. Because Jenny though. agrees with me. Don't you? <laughs> I do. I made my case. Hot damn. Hot damn. You, you did. Okay. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.